Hello, everybody, and welcome to On the Other Side. I am your host, Curtis Stratton. Most of you know me as the executive producer, the writer, and the voice actor behind the comedy podcast Loop, or as the author of the thriller novel Kingsfire, or in some cities, the guy who begs on the side of the road some days of the week. Uh, but in <laughs> in either circumstance, that's probably how most of you know me. Today I'd like to welcome you to a new endeavor of mine on the other side. So with most news programs or even uh, podcasts, generally the show tilts a certain direction ideologically, or the show features a couple different viewpoints from a couple different people. But the difference here is that I'm going to present both sides of the argument, uh, or both sides of the story, however you want to look at it, um, from my perspective. So I can generally look at a new story, or I can look at something that's happening, uh, and I can say, okay, I can see how this group sees it that way, I can see how this group sees it another way, and that skill, or that disability, depending on how you look at it, um, I'm going to translate and put it into this program. And the whole goal is that I'm going to tell both sides of the story, of every story that you should know, in 10 minutes or less. So without any further ado, here's the news as I see it in 10 minutes or less. Okay, so the three stories we're going to cover today. One is going to be the controversy and the developing news regarding the Trump executive order that some are calling an immigration ban, a Muslim ban, whatever. Uh, We're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about the President's Supreme Court nominee, Neil Gorsuch. And we're also going to be talking about the big game on Sunday. Tomorrow, it's going to be Super Bowl 51 featuring the Atlanta Falcons and the New England Patriots. So, three stories, eight minutes ago. So, firstly, I'd like to just say that one side sees this as a Muslim ban. The other side sees it as a preemptive measure or a predecessor to the executive uh, extreme vetting that was promised during the campaign. Uh, because it's the opinion of the Trump administration and you know, you know everyone who uh, voted for him that the vetting process that's currently in place, particularly pertaining to um, Syrian refugees or people from the Middle East or people from countries that don't particularly have governments, that... Uh, that the vetting process in place is inadequate or it's subpar. So, the facts of this is that this ban is not directed at Muslims, but it is directed at Muslim-oriented countries, although there are some notable exceptions like Turkey or Saudi Arabia or Pakistan. Um, It's also just a temporary moratorium, so it's only for the next 90 days, or it was for the next 90 days a couple days ago, but in essence, it's going to be for the next three months. The other side sees this as a softer version or a a politically more expedient way of Trump uh, enacting what he was talking about very early on in the campaign, which was a Muslim ban, which was then softened to uh, be extreme vetting. But for a lot of people, that was just him clouding what he originally meant behind softer language. And another aspect of that is that they see it as anti-immigrant or anti-Muslim or anti-religious freedom or just in general anti-American because they think that in one that it could be 
um, used as um, propaganda, as source material for um, Islamic uh, extremist recruitment. You know, look at the United States, they hate Muslims, you should join us in fighting them. Uh, but the other side says, you know, uh, actually straight out of President Trump's mouth that, uh, you know, these people are, you know, they're already mad, they're already hating us, they're not going to hate us anymore, they either hate us now or they're not going to hate us in general, uh, and trying to placate their feelings or potentially mitigate some propaganda down the road is not an excuse for not protecting the country. So what really got interesting here, though, is that a federal judge has overruled the executive order, and now the State Department and the Department of Homeland Security are both being ordered to not follow the order. So planes coming from these countries that were previously banned, they're allowed to come in. The people on those planes are allowed to unboard at JFK or wherever. Um, So one side sees this as the court standing up against a... um, tyrannical president against an unconstitutional measure, whereas the other side sees it as, okay, now that the cat's out of the bag, the plan is widely known, uh, people are going to take this opportunity to try and sneak into the country before, you know, an appeal is filed and they say that the order is legal. Um, And another interesting thing is uh, there is an article from the Washington Post that was in 2015, so before... um, before any of this, but it was talking about whether the president is allowed to do what Donald Trump was talking about back then, which was a Muslim ban. Um, And there is a Title VIII, Section 1182 of the U.S. Code and the Immigration Nationality Act of 1952 that's been really the precedent setter, really the bedrock of pretty much every president's immigration order since 1952. So there is technically precedent and there's also technically precedent in anti-Chinese immigration acts, uh, anti-Slavic immigration acts. So one side sees it as its precedent. You know, the other side just needs to get used to it. They're just trying to protect the country. And the other side sees it as a fascist measure. So the final word is really up to you. Is the country safer or less safe because of this measure? Our second story of the day is about the U.S. Circuit Court Uh, Judge Neil Gorsuch, who is President Trump's nominee for the open vacant seat in the Supreme Court. And uh, it's been kind of mixed, the response. Um, Obviously, Republicans are very behind uh, the Honorable Gorsuch um, because he is, you know, highly qualified, highly trained. Um, He was a, a Bush appointee to the Circuit Court of Appeals. And the other side see that seat as a stolen seat because of the obstructionism of uh, Senator McConnell last year not even allowing hearings or a vote to move forward on uh, Merrick Garland, who was um, President Obama's Supreme Court nominee for the vacant Antonin Scalia seat. Um, And I would say that... The left's footing on this is a little softer because he uh, Gorsuch was um, approved unanimously back in 2006 um, by, I think, six senators who are still in the Senate on the Democratic side, including Senate Minority Leader and the head Democrat in the Senate, Chuck Schumer. So this, their footing is a little softer, but there is an argument for obstructionism against um, the Honorable Gorsuch. Uh, because of the the very behavior of the Republicans last year, about this time last year, actually. Um, 
and I would say that the final word on this really should be, um, should the Supreme Court nominee be at least allowed to go to vote? Or should the Supreme Court nominee be opposed because of precedents set by the now-majority Republicans? And I think that should be the final word and the final thought on that matter. Now, finally, the last story of the day, the big story for tomorrow, Super Bowl 51. Now, this story I'm going to let myself be a little biased on because I am a lifelong New York Giants fan. Um, so I don't exactly like the New England Patriots, I think, as should be expected. Um, so, you know, there, there's the whole you got to root for your conference thing. You know, if you're a Dolphins fan, you need to cheer for the Patriots. If you're, uh, you know, you're a Panthers fan, you need to root for the Falcons. You got to root for your conference. Regardless, though, it should be a very high-powered offensive game. Um, the Both sides of the ball are rather stellar both teams, but, you know, Matt Ryan, uh, Julio Jones, uh, Tom Brady, and whoever he has now, it should be high-powered offense, and it'll probably come down in the last minute if it's a good game. Hopefully it's not a blowout, because that's not fun to watch, except for the commercials, and there have been some commercials that have already come out, which are really good, so get some good drinks, some good chips, and enjoy the game in some capacity. Well, folks, I really do appreciate you listening to the first episode of On the Other Side. Again, I'm Curtis Stratton, and I hope to continue to do this show pretty regularly. I do not have a set schedule for this yet, but if you did enjoy it, please share, please uh, like it, just spread the word, and I hope to continue to tell both sides of the story fairly and in 10 minutes or less. Thank you for listening. I'm Curtis Stratton, and have a good day.